time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon... Beef! <laughs> yeah. There'll be plenty of beef. Plenty of time for beef later, Chris. Oh. This is a show where we pop down in the living room floor with a big bowl of cereal and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And today, we watched Rocket Power... As recommended by Kelsey Putvin. Oh, she's on her honeymoon right now. Congratulations. Oh, really? Oh, well, congratulations. I'm sure she's going to be listening to this on her honeymoon. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Rocket Power is a show that aired from 1999 to 2004. Created by Arlene Klasky and Gabor Supo. Four seasons, 71 episodes. It was on Nickelodeon Network. And for a short synopsis, four friends in their daily lives of playing extreme sports, surfing, and getting into some crazy situations. I don't know. Crazy? Would you say crazy, Chris? Uh, no, not really. I mean, they barely even leave their cul-de-sac. Well, we didn't really oh. watch. We watched three episodes out of the 71, yeah. so maybe and they went somewhere. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was plenty. So who are some actors in this show, Chris? All right. I'm just going to name off the uh, the main cast here. So the voice of Otto was done by Joseph Ashton. And um, this kid pretty much disappeared after Rocket Power was over. Like, he has, like, no credits after Rocket Power. I understand. The voice of Reggie was done by Shayna Fox, who also did some voices for Rugrats All Grown Up. And then, boom, also disappeared. The voice of Twist was done by Ulysses Cuadra. I don't know. Good try. You're the Mexican one. You can pronounce this. No. On? This is all you. Quad, quadra. <laughs> that's good. That's that's, that's my guess. I'm trying to roll my R so I sound cool like when Shaddai does it. The character of Sam, first voiced by another Sam. Sam Saleta, who's more famous as playing George in the um, television show Seventh Heaven during that pretty much entire series. I didn't watch it. I don't know who Sam is. He was then replaced by Gary Gray, who had the largest resume out of everyone else in the show. Um, he did lots of sitcoms as well as voice acting. One of his other voice acting roles was the role of AJ on Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, nice. Um, so that that's pretty much it for the main cast. I mean, there's not a whole lot of other big cast members um, part of that. So in a relatively young group of voice actors for this show too so kids playing kids so i guess that makes sense yeah something just to mention real quick about klasky supo they did rugrats they did Duckman, and they did our real monsters which we did re- or sorry ah real monsters which we did review previously <laughs> so <laughs> it's almost unfortunate to see this series coming off of those great shows. Yeah, and I'm so confused because, man, Rugrats was great. I didn't really watch Duckman, so I'm not really sure. Our Real Monsters was great, and man, this one, I don't know what happened here. And and it lasted a long time, so I'm just like, did we just watch really bad episodes? But we watched, like, the highest rated, so I don't... Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and pull out a few interesting tidbits or marshmallows out of this rocket-powered bowl of cereal. 
Maybe this will catch your interest a little bit. Andy McElfrish, who you, Chris, would know from the podcast that he co-hosts with Kevin Smith, Edumacation, was one of the writers on this show. Really? Yep. I did not know this. Yeah, he definitely did uh, at least the three episodes that we watched because I saw his name come up in the credits. Wow, where do I complain to him? (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, Rocket Power was named the show for stoners before they knew they were stoners by several people on social media, such as Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) I I could agree to that. Oh, man, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It's like stoner training. Yeah. No, it makes sense because like everyone in the show talks like Bam Margera and Rob Deerdeck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) it's like they just they modeled some kids speech after those two dudes and just went for it lastly there is a live action extreme sports dramatic arena play that briefly toured in the midwest u.s in spring 2002 called maximum rocket power live the battle for madtown park before being canceled over low ticket sales Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, it was scheduled. <laughs> That's weird. It was scheduled to tour at about forty cities all over the U.S., but luckily it was canceled early. I can't. I just can't believe that though, a live action extreme sports arena play based on this show. You know, I I could kind of see it. I mean, I I can get why they did it. Like, I think about things like when you go to, like, Vans Warp Tour and stuff like that. I don't even know if that's still around. But, man, when I was a teenager, that's every summer I went to that. But, you know, they'd set up events and stuff like that. And you'd get some a little bit of synchronized skateboarding to the bands playing and stuff like that. So I could kind of see them taking this show and being like, hey, you know what? We can put on a play thing and get some kids that can actually (laughs) skateboard and make that part of the show and that'll kids love skateboards and extreme sports will make so much money and they made no money didn't work out for them yeah but this show was surprisingly popular though like i was looking around online and i know a lot of people were giving it very high reviews but i think they were speaking with rose tinted glasses though because a lot of them were saying like man i used to love this as a kid they weren't saying i saw this now and love it so you say you say you haven't seen it or you hadn't seen it before so your memories of this are pretty non-existent yeah like i i remember it being on the air and i remember like giving it the big dramatic eye roll when i saw commercials for it and stuff i'm like all right, I think I'm done with Nickelodeon now. <laughs> so, yeah, so I never watched it. I knew it existed. You know, every once in a while flipping through the channels, you'd see it on, and I just kept on flipping. As a safe way to go. I mean, I vaguely remember watching this as a young lad, but only a couple of times, and it never really stuck with me. So coming back to the show was pretty much like seeing it for the first time, and... I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it because I I know that you have harsh feelings toward it even before we started <laughs> this episode. I, I have harsh feelings towards everything lately, <laughs> aside from like Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. And this one I can probably side with you on. So this will be fun. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the three episodes that we watch for today's show, which are the first episode, the highest rated episode, and finally, a random or listener chosen episode. This order may vary depending on how the episodes fall chronologically, but of course we always start with the very first episode, which was New Squid on the Block, Season 1, Episode 1, Part A. And these are split into Part A, Part Bs, but anyway, let's stick with the one that we're on right now, New Squid on the Block. (sighs) I started this with a big eye roll as soon as I saw the name of the episode. (laughs) Come on. But they're writers on a mission, Chris. They're action kids in play position. 
<laughs> yeah, let's can yeah, can I I'm going to read the lyrics to this song real quick. Oh, please. This is an extreme song. So these are the lyrics. We are writers on a mission. Action kids in play position. Rocket power, rocket power. We are writers on a mission. Action kids in fun condition. Prepare to count down rocket power. Look at this haiku I've ever seen. I um man, I just I I heard it and like it took me like I think it was the third episode that I finally noticed what some of the lyrics were. I'm like, wait, did they say action kids in fun condition? I'm like, there's no way that that was actually the words. <laughs> and I, so I looked it up, and lo and behold, I heard it right. And I was like, are you serious? Like what? Ugh. They're just like throwing words in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, uh, they're just what rhymes? <laughs> what rhymes in here that we <laughs> well, can what use? What rhymes with position? Condition. Yeah, there you go. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make so much sense. This whole show is almost predicated on using like hip slang or nineties slang. Man, they they make some up too, and it's awful. The, you get it, you get a dosage of it right away with when Reggie's taking pictures for her magazine it's like i'm shooting frame grabs for my zine oh man the worst part actually doesn't start till the next episode so i'll save it for that one but as if like the slang couldn't get worse it gets worse because <laughs> they draw a lot more attention to it uh, going back to the episode itself the new squid on the block what a squid is to my understanding, I didn't look this up or anything, so I'm just going based off the episode's context, is the new kid in the group who, kind of like where you would call like a freshman in high school a fish, a squid is like the the new member of your group who's still kind of in training, quote unquote. Right. Like the new kid of the subdivision or squid. There we go. That's where it came from. I'm just making that up, but I'm guessing oh, okay. that that's what it is. <laughs> and the new kid to the subdivision, so it's a squid. I don't know. Well, first of all, they're calling uh, Twister, who's a complete <laughs> He's the squid first because he's the, I, I don't know, the newer member. He's basically, he's not a rocket. He's not Otto and he's not Reggie, so he's a squid. Yeah. And then this new kid moves in. This is Sam and he's a nerd and they call that out multiple times. Like this is very anti-nerd at first, especially. Why do they always associate nerds with inhalers? Not every nerd has f***ing asthma. Hey, I, I, mean, had, I do. I had asthma as a kid. <laughs> no, well, so that's I did two too, out of two. Still do. Okay. All right. They win this round. But I wasn't that much of a... I wasn't a nerd back when I was a kid. I grew into being a nerd. Hmm. Well, I, I always played video games and stuff, but I wasn't into comics so much until college, so I kind of grew into that role. So originally, I was just a kid with an inhaler, and now I'm a kid with an inhaler with a purpose. I, I've always been a nerd. I've always been in Sam's place, so I can relate to that character. And he gets pretty, like, Twister is really mean to him this episode. That's why I have such a, a hard time with Twister's character coming that into it. That kid sucks. Yeah, he is a crappy kid. Sam moves in. He gets shown around by Miss Stimpleton. Reggie has a computer also or a laptop, so she can relate to Sam in that way. Plus, he's a new kid and they need a goalie for their sports team. I don't know. They play everything. They do every sport. So they need a fourth member. We get to see what I did like. Sam's bike helm was pretty cool. I like his shark helmet. The shark. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, pretty cool. And you can actually buy those. Yeah, And I will. I would totally buy one. I also have to get a bike, though. 
I'm just going to wear it around the house. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, too, like, uh, just one more thing. I don't like the animation of this very much, because some of the characters look like <laughs> Sam's mom's head is so lumpy and weird looking. <laughs> like, it's creepy. I'm like, there's no, like, how did you get a face from that shape that you just drew? <laughs> that doesn't, that's not how it works. You can't just make shapes and, oh, this amoeba is now a person's face. <laughs> oh, God, it was bad. And Mrs. Uh, Stimpleton or whatever, like, <laughs> just kind of snatches Sam from his house. Oh, yeah. Because isn't he, like, talking to his mom? It's like mid-conversation. She just kind of grabs him and takes him away. And Sam's mom's just like, uh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, his mom's got about <laughs> as much responsibility as the orphanage owner in Darkwing Duck. Yeah, really. Just, sure, take my kid. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Take him outside. Walk him around the block. He needs it. It's real bad. Sam is trying out, trying to fit in. He, he, they're playing, trying to play street yeah, hockey. They're, they're trying sucks. to play street hockey, and Sam's not a good skater. He's not a good, I don't, I don't know hockey terms. He's not a good hitter of the puck. Where and then Twister says, "I thought they played street hockey in Kansas. How is that even a thing? Like, why, <laughs> why would this little eight-year-old kid?" know that playing street hockey is definitely a thing that people in Kansas do. Well, the reason he said that was because Sam had said earlier in the episode that his friends used to play street hockey also in Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would see see that working then if he was like, I thought you said you played street hockey, but I thought they played street hockey in Kansas. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be like me just being, I thought they played foosball in Delaware. (laughs) What? No, no. Simmer down, everyone. He just, he rags on Sam so much this episode. And isn't he the one who eventually hits a puck towards him? Yes. Hits a puck towards him, trying to knock him out or something, trying to hit him, trying to hurt Sam. And then Sam shows off his amazing reflexes as a goalie, apparently. Yeah, he's got some goalie skills. Yeah. He's he's like Goldberg from Mighty Ducks, man. He's (laughs) all over that. He's unstoppable as a goalie. And then they face off against Twister's older brother and his older kid crew. And eventually they best them because Sam's a great goalie and now they're a team for life. Well, this put me off too. And I didn't even understand exactly what was going on. One of them like hit the puck into like a mailbox or something. Oh, yeah. And his brother was like, oh, we win. That means you forfeit. And he says something about it being like the international rules of street hockey. There's no rules on the street. Man, I played street hockey when I was a kid. We just played. There's definitely no book of rules somewhere to consult when something happens. He sounded like one of those hip street kids. There's no rules on the street. (laughs) (laughs) The Oliver Twist of street hockey, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was. Yeah, these episodes are only like uh, 12 to 15 minutes long, so we don't have too much to say about them. So we'll jump on to the next one, Down the Drain, Season 1, Episode 1, Part B, which is the highest rated episode, as I said earlier. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Just someone let me know. Just why? Man, Mr. Stimpleton's got some freaking anger problems, dude. Holy crap. He just, he goes off every time he's in a scene. That guy needs medication because it's not just him being mad about something. He's just constantly yelling and like, looks like he's going to freaking have a stroke or something (laughs) because he's so angry. I love all the fake science tech (laughs) that they use in this episode. Like the giant machine that regulates the pool and the, the drainage and all that stuff. 
freaking Sam's like computer and oh my god just he's just whipping out all these fake science terms and things that computers don't actually do yeah all the fake tech jargon yeah and and, you know the thing is that that was definitely a big thing of the 90s the 90s was definitely the decade of we think computers do more than they can actually do right now (laughs) but we can make it believable maybe yeah like it's i don't know about believable but I guess as a kid, I wouldn't have questioned it so much. Right. But it just, it dates the show for sure. I mean, this show is dated regardless because of like some of the the lingo and stuff they use. And yeah, I don't know. They're just, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. This show seemed to fall in a weird place to where it was still holding on to too much of the nineties. And then it started going into the two thousands as far as the actual show goes. And it had all that baggage from the nineties and it never let go of that. I have a theory about this entire show, but I'm going to wait till we get to the very end and I will relay that theory on how this all happened. So in this episode, we have Reggie is responsible for watching the Stimpleton's pool. And of course, they want to have a pool party in it and everything. There's these onomatopoeias, too, that just pop up. That's just like, see, ya! like giant words that pop up on the screen. Oh, this is what I was talking about in that first one where I said they, they took the slang and took it that next step where when a character said something like, psych or something like that the whole screen would light up with colors and the word would be huge yeah and man (laughs) i hate it my favorite one of those is in the third episode that we watched beef super beef so beef is when what they yell when something goes wrong yeah so like if they're doing a trick and all of a sudden they they lose control of their skateboard in midair, and they're just going to basically crash and burn right there. They go, beef! (laughs) And I grow more gray hair every time. (laughs) So, so much beef. Next episode especially, so much beef. Tons of beef. Lots of beef. (laughs) Too much beef. (laughs) So basically they're like, oh man, we could empty out this pool, and it'll be skating heaven. Yeah, it'll be a giant half pipe. So to empty this pool, Sam has to hack a computer, because why not? Because so many pools are connected to computers, and you have to hack those. So he hacks his computer, and it starts sucking the water out, and Twister, being an idiot, (laughs) (laughs) supposed to, like, let it drain into the storm drain, but he's not paying attention, and after he drops it and the water turns on, the force of the water moves it into their basement window and so all the water goes into reggie and otto's basement and floods it hardcore and then we get to meet their hip dad who comes out and wants to take a swim (sighs) with the kids their dad is the definition of a former california surfer stoner who is now just a big sad tool he is surpassed tool he is a home depot like that (laughs) dude sucks I didn't mind the dad. I thought he was all right. And he had, uh, I guess he was running, I don't know if it was a restaurant or like a tiki shop or whatever they were doing with his He's just kind of chilling on a lounge chair. Yeah, but I think that I think <laughs> that's, that's their business uh, with, with his friend uh, Tito or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole dynamics of the show, but I thought he was all right. I like the dad. I just like, as soon as he talked, I'm like, oh man, tool bag right there. <laughs> Gosh, like I'm surprised he wasn't wearing a backwards visor, backwards and upside down. So the Stimpletons come back to check on something because they went on vacation. 
they hadn't gotten far and he came back to check and then the pool just had the dad in it but also all these things from their basement that came back yeah they siphoned the water from the basement back to the pool but it sucked up everything in their basement too now the water's back and it's full of junk which makes me think like what was sam's plan in the first place to get the water back was he going to suck it out of the storm drain i'm sure he hacked the computer again he hacked the the basement water (laughs) and (laughs) hacked hacked the basement water he was gonna hack the water molecules in the sky the 90s were a very advanced time (laughs) They, they were way ahead of their time that's really all there was to this episode, I think, unless there was anything else you wanted to point out. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, they they did pull out a psych. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. They, they did they have pulled this, out the psych. The psych I haven't word. seen that for a while. You know, you trick somebody and then you go, psych. Well, that was the 90s for sure. We were kids when that was around. So this was like 20 years ago that that was the thing. Oh, we're old. I know. This is why we watch cartoons, relive our childhood. Yeah. Uh, so the last episode that we watched was Super McVarial 900, season one, episode 10. This is the one that was chosen by Kelsey. Any? Do you know why she chose this one? Um, it was just one that stuck out in her mind. She said she remembered one episode where they were just trying to figure out this one trick the whole time, and she enjoyed it. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> That's all we got. Can I tell you my, my first note for this episode? Was that? It just says beef, and then there's a dash, and it says this show is f***ing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we we see Sam doing something where he's got a skateboard. He's trying to learn how to skateboard, but he sucks at it. He's trying to... So he makes a simulator on his computer, some software that simulates <laughs> skateboarding. Yeah, so he's got like this DOS program <laughs> that for some reason can calculate the weight and travel velocity of a human riding a skateboard doing a specific trick and is able to declare it physically impossible. He's laid out this move and then Otto sees it and he's like, oh, like I want to try out this move and, you know, this plus this plus this. I don't know skating terms. So all these different moves strewn together and that would make this super McVarial 900. Right. Sam tries on the computer. He runs a simulation of it. The PC, it, it basically it fails. It cannot be done. It's not physically possible according to Sam's program. I think they said something like um, the most they could do was, what was it, a, like 520 or 720 or something like that? They they do throw a number out there that's like, I think he pulls one off, but it's like... Yeah, yeah some arbitrary number. number. I, don't, I don't remember what it was. Otto's not going to take no for an answer, so he takes his time to build this gigantic half pipe in their backyard. At like five in the morning. Yeah, at like five in the morning. He, I don't know how he does it all by himself. It's huge once he actually reveals it. Then pushes it up to the window and essentially jumps out of the window onto it. Yeah, he ends up pulling off the move, but it's because the neighbor was mowing the grass and like a tennis ball got sucked up in the lawnmower mm-hmm. and gets shot out and hits his skateboard wheel or like goes right under the skateboard wheel at the perfect time Yeah, to make this move possible. And he pulls it off and actually does it. And I like that he... Man, he crashes and burns so many times before this to the point where, like, everyone's just wincing. They're like, oh, oh, that's not good. So he he pulls it off this one time and then he's totally like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, he doesn't even practice anymore. He's like, yeah, I can do it. 
That that was that was something I wrote down too. Was he pulled it off after being hit with a tennis ball, but doesn't bother testing it anymore to make sure that it actually works or that he can do it. Right, and he, and he has a big competition the next day where he's going to try and pull it off. So you would think that you would want to perfect it. Right. Yeah. He just was like, "Oh yeah, I did it once, so I'm good. I can do it again. Yeah, That's he, no problem." He leaves it up to faith. <laughs> You know what, like, I will give them one thing about this show is it did hit a little nostalgia for me in that it, it reminded me of skateboarding when I was a kid. And I was more like Sam. I was terrible at skateboarding. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't do any cool tricks, but I did have, like, the highest ollie of anyone I knew. So, like, when I hung out with people that skateboarded, especially people, like, for the first time that I might not be, like, super friends with yet... I would make up for my lack of skill with my really high ollie, which would gain me a little <laughs> respect, but then any other trick like I tried, I would yeah. just fail miserably. Your one trick pony. Yeah, I, I lost a lot of skin <laughs> trying some of these tricks. Uh, I Yeah, I, I'll go into my skateboarding a little bit later, which is not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was hit by the tennis ball. I pulled it off. Then he goes and he's at the competition trying it out. And he, I don't know, he's doing his thing, going back and forth, tries the Super McBurial 900. And of course, without the aid of a tennis ball, does not succeed. You know, I thought, and this was really weird too. I thought it was going to happen because before he he starts, Sam figured it out because he found the tennis ball. Oh, right. He plugged the tennis ball into, you know, DOS, and (laughs) DOS was like, oh, this is how it makes it possible. Yeah, he He hacked hacked the tennis ball. He hacked the tennis ball, (laughs) found out that the tennis ball was the key element, so he runs up and he tries to tell Otto, Otto's not paying attention. Sam's pretty much just like, whatever, and tosses the tennis ball, and you see it bouncing off some things, and I'm like, oh, it's just going to land right at the perfect time, and he's going to pull it off. But no, the tennis ball just bounces away somewhere else. And that's it. They show this tennis ball, like, they cut to it bouncing on stuff. So you're like, obviously, this is an important thing, but nothing happens. You know what? I think that actually would have made this episode better if they had done something with it. Or if one of two things. For me, Sam being the little scientist that he is, he could have grabbed a tennis ball and at the right moment thrown it at Otto in the right way and given him just the right amount of velocity or whatever it was that pushes him the way he needs to go. Or like you said, since it was bouncing around so much, like a car pulls up and accidentally hits it. And then that, you know, it it has a whole chain of events effect and ends up hitting auto. And those would have made sense. Yeah, that's exactly where I thought they were going with this, because otherwise there was no point in even bringing the ball back up. Right. Because, yeah, uh, I don't know. Missed opportunity. It was just really poor planning. Yeah, because I think I actually, as far as these three episodes go, this was my favorite of the three. And I agree. I think it would have actually been, I would have called it a good episode had they done that. Like, it would have been like, okay, I could see why people like this. But leaving that out, that really kind of hurt my opinion even more of the show. Here's my favorite. And by favorite, I'm being really sarcastic. My favorite (laughs) quote of this episode was between Reggie and Reggie and Otto's dad. Reggie goes, just talking about Otto trying all this move. She goes, he's whacked. And their dad goes, he's not whacked. He's a rocket. I hate everything right now. (laughs) Oh, also something to add is this whole time twist. He's recording this, hoping that Otto is going to fail so that he can submit it to America's wackiest wipeouts. And profit from Otto's failure. So he's banking on Otto failing this. 
What a jerk. I know. I hate that He's kid. a terrible friend. And uh, this was where they, when he crashed and burned trying this move at the competition, we didn't just get beef on our screen. We got super, super beef. beef. I don't know uh, if there's anything else to talk about with this episode. Nope. <laughs> I think we, we nailed it. Yeah, just beef, womp, and super beef. That's all you need to know. Well, Chris, looks like it's about time for our inner kids to skate on out here and tell us what they thought of Rocket Power. Get on out here, you little rocket. This cartoon was full of skateboarding and street hockey, which was supremely radical. And by radical, I mean this show was a pile of shit. I mean, I'm a street kid with horrible English skills, and I still don't talk like these kids do. But then again, skateboarding is pretty sick. And it's still not the worst cartoon I've ever seen. But, I don't know. Joseph, it's your turn. Thanks for the pass, Chris. Alright, Psych! So- uh... <laughs> I'm gonna rank this cartoon 1.5 extreme bowls of cereal out of 5. Okay, you can actually talk now. I'm gonna go practice my skateboarding moves. Super beef! Playing sports, extreme or otherwise, has never really been my cup of tea. I attempted skateboarding once, but my efficacy as a pro skater was more akin to that of Sam's and Otto's. I actually bring all of this to attention in defense of Rocket Power, as while it did not appeal to me personally, I could see the potential attraction to the cooler, sportier, risk-takinger lot. That said, that same demographic may be disenchanted by the overuse of quote-unquote hip 90s slang and adult attempts at relatability to kids. I'm going to give it 2.5 bowls of rocket fueled cereal out of 5. It wasn't a total beef, but definitely not for me. Great job, kiddos. Yeah, I'm going to have to womp mine later. <laughs> going to have to give them a good womp. Um, <laughs> so do you have any you have any closing thoughts on this show before we get back to real life? Yeah, well, <laughs> closing thoughts on this show. Maybe we were a little harsh on it, but we're coming at it as critics of sorts. So we're looking to pick it apart. And we definitely did. I think that it would be enjoyable to kids to a certain degree, certain kids, not all kids. It's very bright. It's very colorful. And there's a lot of crazy language in there that might be cool. I don't know. I was never cool. So I don't know if that was ever, (laughs) if that was ever like hip language. So I can't say for sure, but uh, I could see people liking it. It wasn't my thing. That's why I kind of cut it down the middle at 2.5, because even though it wasn't for me, someone else may really dig it. Yeah, I was I was pretty harsh on this one, but I'm coming at it not only as a critic, but also as a kid that, I mean, this was literally what I did as a kid. I played street hockey all the time. I beefed when I was skateboarding all the time. So I'm like, as a kid that actually did this stuff, I'm, I still can't relate to like half of the crap that was in this cartoon. I'm just like, this is obnoxious. Here's how I think this whole thing came together, right? So you've got these middle-aged white guys sitting in a studio, and they're like, man, we need a new cartoon. What do kids like these days? And they're like, oh, well, it's the 90s. So they love hacking computers, and they love street lingo. And they're like, yeah, but extreme sports are kind of becoming a thing. Maybe we can combine them all into one show. They're like, perfect, how do we write this script? So one guy's like, I'm pretty sure I heard a kid say psych once. Perfect, let's <laughs> put psych and extreme and radical and like some dudes in the corner eating a beef stick, like a Slim Jim, because that's so popular at that point. And someone's like, beef! 
Oh, perfect! We got a show! And thus, Rocket Power was born. I think that's pretty accurate. That's a really good description. In, in all honesty, because like I feel like this was so detached from what... I, I might be wrong, because there are a lot of people that like this show, but it, it feels, to me, it feels so detached from the time, because, like the, like I said, the lingo is outdated, the random computer hacking was kind of outdated at the time. For me, it was just, I, I see what they were trying to do, and I think they really missed the mark, because I feel like they weren't completely in tune with the kind of characters they were trying to create they were not in tune with that kind of actual like personality and that kind of childhood you know it was definitely older people looking in trying to create a show for young people and i feel like it missed the mark yeah you could feel how artificial it was definitely there were some times where it just way overdid it exactly it just took me like 20 minutes to say what you said in like five words (laughs) But I will say, freaking Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling still remains the worst cartoon from what we've seen thus far. Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry, so it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, we'll be watching Tiny Toon Adventures. And once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next Saturday. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdslot so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdslot.com.